Welcome back, everyone, to our second ever episode of Sartorial Splendor. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Thank you guys for coming back. I really appreciate it. I'm Corey, and I have a super special guest co-host today. I honestly don't believe she even agreed to come on and do this, but I'm super, super, super excited to have her. Uh, she is a growing voice in the fragrance community, and you guys really need to check her out. Her name's Amina. Amina, why don't you tell us more about yourself? Hi, guys. Um, as Corey said, my name's Amina, and I do a lot of fragrance content on my YouTube channel, which is Experiencing Fragrances with Amina. I know it's a long name, but it's kind of uh, the thing that I like to focus on, whereas, you know, just experiencing different fragrances that may not be super wearable or super, you know, mass appealing. Um, and I also do some fragrance content on my Instagram, which you can find me at amina.dico, D-I-C-K-O. Um, yeah, so that's about it. I'm, you know, obsessed with fragrance just as, you know, Corey is. <laughs> and um, I'm just really happy to be here to kind of just, you know, have a conversation, um, have some fun, talk about fragrances and whatever else topic comes up today. So thank you again for coming on. Uh, John would normally be with us. John is currently in a round of interviews at the moment. And then I just begged Amina. I was like, hey, would you please, 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 pretty please possibly consider? And she said yes. Wonder of wonders. So again, <laughs> thank you, Amina, for being on to talk with us no today. No problem. No problem. Um, no problem. I was really excited to get you on because I've our sense our senses of humor are fairly similar and I've watched a lot of your videos and one thing I really like is that the content you review is a little bit off the beaten path. Um, right, right. So before we get into that really quick, I do want to do a scent check. It's our little thing that we do on Sartorial Splendor, depending mm-hmm. on the guest. So since you're with fragrances, we're going to do uh, scent check instead of watch check or wrist check. Okay. Okay. Well, from watch, in which case, let me know what you're wearing too. Oh, I am wearing a watch. Actually, okay. it's a very basic uh, Casio. Um, you know the digital analog type that has Don't like knock the, the uh... Casios. Casios. No, I love are classic. it. I love it. It's it's stable. It's it's dependable. It doesn't need to be recharged. It's you know I can take a shower with it. I can wash dish. I love it. It's like everyday perfect it's a watch. Yeah, yeah, I love this watch. It's gone through so much. It's gone through so much, <laughs> but it's still working. It's my old faithful. I love it. So, what watch are you wearing? I am wearing one of my Wonder Women uh, woman watches from oh, Invicta. Cool. Nice. <laughs> is it like a colorful one, or is it? Yes, it is very okay. colorful. It is the uh, it's a white uh, rubber strap with okay. um, kind of a diver bezel. Okay. With a nice big logo in the middle of it. Nice. You're going to have to send me a photo of that. I'm curious. There's whole, this whole Wonder Woman stuff is becoming popular. I guess there's a new movie coming out soon, but I'm Maybe. not sure. Maybe. Yeah. Mean, you know, anyway. COVID. I know there was a fragrance True. release, though. House of yeah. Strange. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I keep seeing it all over the place. Me, personally, I don't... I mean, I don't want to ruffle any feathers, but I'm not a huge... I don't know. I don't get the hype. But we can get to that later. Let's go ahead and do the scent check. Oh, that's right. That's right. See, <laughs> we're getting away with ourselves anyway. Scent check Alrighty. really quick. Scent check, yes. Uh, today, I am wearing something that's not obscure. I'm wearing Chanel's uh, Coco Mademoiselle in honor of a really good friend of mine who his birthday is today. Shout out to Jay Holloway. You're the best. 
Um, today's his birthday, so we all decided to wear Chanel because he Chanel is his favorite uh, fragrance brand. So mm-hmm. uh, luckily, I have I just recently added a Chanel this Coco Mademoiselle to my collection because I never had one before. But yeah, so that's what I'm wearing today. Very feminine. Um, yeah, I feel like a real lady today. <laughs> I actually own a bottle of that as well, but that is actually not what I'm wearing. I'm wearing. Uh... <laughs> Not quite on the feminine end of things. Uh, Carthusia, 1681. Okay. I don't think I've heard of that one. It's a little spicier. It's actually fairly affordable, considering fairly. I should say fairly, because fragrances Mm. are... um, Oh, yeah. It depends on who you're talking to, right? (laughs) Yeah, but it's for me, it's one of those comfort blanket fragrances where it's a little bit spicy, it's a little bit aromatic, um, and it's just... It's a comforting fragrance that I like to wear sometimes when I'm just like, "Eh." (laughs) yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Where are you? Which state are you in at the moment? I'm in Los Angeles. So, you know, everything's on fire. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Okay. (laughs) All right. Sounds good. So, um, I, I was really excited to have you on though, because like I said, you like to explore some of the more off the beaten path fragrances, um, as far as niche fragrances, um, really quickly niche fragrance means that house only focuses on fragrance versus like a designer fragrance. So like Chanel would technically be a designer fragrance, even though it's very high quality because they have other items they produce besides a fragrance. So if we talk about a niche house, that means all they do is fragrance. Mm-hmm. So exactly, um, like a popular niche houses, I think that a lot of people always know. Or if you've been following along with us on the site, you've probably heard me mention Surjoff or Roja before, or Penhaligans. Those are, kind of, you know, those are kind yeah. of the bigger stars. MFK, yeah, um, MFK. Oh my God, no, yeah, no. <laughs> I had such. You you listened to the first episode, right? Yeah, I did. Did you hear my story about how I had to crack a Tide Pod to get um Oh, you hated it. Rouge off of myself? You hated it so bad, yeah. Oh. Um it's funny because I I got I recently got a bottle of uh, Baccarat Rouge that I won in a raffle, which I don't recommend doing because it's a, an addictive habit. But um, I was like, oh, hey, I'm only paying, what, 20 bucks for it? Let me just pick it, you know, because see what all the hype's about. Because I tried a mm-hmm. sample and I was like, yeah, it's OK. You know, I, I get it. But mm, still, it didn't blow my mind. And now I have a brand new bottle just sitting there looking pretty. And I keep sniffing it almost every day to see if maybe something will click for me. Um, I'm also thinking that because it's really hot, I'm in Houston at the moment and it's, it's, it's sweltering. Wow. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's going to be really cloying. Yeah. So I decided, okay, I'm going to just put it to the side for now and then pull it back out in the fall, winter and maybe mm-hmm. see if then it'll, I don't know, resonate with me a little bit more. I don't know. I, I'm undecided about it for now. Well, I hope you have better luck with it than I did. <laughs> I hope so too, because uh, it won't mean if not. If I don't like it, I can always sell it. So yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Um, but yeah, some of the more yeah. off the beaten path houses that you've talked about. Um, one of them I'm I know s- you and I both like Maya Injai. Yes, 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 yes. Um, she is very much I consider one of the biggest up and comers in the fragrance industry that she just Absolutely. really is like on the cusp of exploding to me personally. Absolutely. Yeah, there was I don't know what triggered it, but there was just a massive push and like just a presence on social media out of nowhere and I I remember 
I first heard of Maya Angelou on one of our uh, Facebook fragrance groups. Um, mm-hmm. I think I was posting, I can't remember what I posted about, and someone was saying, someone conti- uh, commented on a post saying, hey, you need to try Maya Angelou. I was like, oh, I never heard of her. And he sent me the link. And at first I was like, eh, I don't know, you know, let me, let me get a couple of uh, travel sprays. And I started mm-hmm. off with two travel sprays and it was, that was it. <laughs> I just, I think it was Tropica and um, Tabac that I got at first. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I, now I have all of them in the form of full bottles and travel sprays. So yeah, I'm a bit obsessed. Yeah, I heard about her about three months ago from uh, the YouTuber My World of Fragrance. Yes. Because mm-hmm. she had that um, Five Reasons Why I Buy Niche and then the Maya Njai. So I went out and I got myself a travel spray of tobacco. Mm-hmm. And what's so interesting to me is she talks about how her fragrances are very much photographs. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I sprayed that on my skin, and I was immediately 10 years old again at my uncle's house at Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, I can totally see that. And it was just, think, like, the Christmas I'm, spices and, like, some mm-hmm. rum or something. It just olfactory. It just took you there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I can definitely see. I think for me as well, um, the thing is, my father back in the day was a smoker and also i mean he is not a smoker anymore he's old but he also dealt with a lot of um african antique woods Mm -hmm. um he was a an art dealer so i grew up around a lot of like antique woody smell like our house smelled like an antique wood shop (laughs) Mm -hmm. and um of course with that like bit of tobacco-ness so this fragrance definitely took me to my childhood as well um it just just put me back in that spot where it's cold outside and my dad's probably in the garage working on repairing a few broken pieces on these old, you know, um, pieces of wooden art. And I think that's what, you know, Maya's goal is with her fragrances. Like you said, they're photographs that just put you or take you to a specific place. Mm. And I have it now and I'm sniffing it. And yeah, it's just taking me back again. Yeah. I mean, for me, like my uncle had a big house and he did smoke, um, not a pipe, but there was just a little, you could smell just, a, you know how it is when you're in a smoker's house? Yeah. It's like just like a tinge. Always, yeah. So there's just that little tinge of it there. And then it's all kind of like those winter spices. And it's interesting because I think she said it was supposed to be like a cabin in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, for me, like I had that. I'm like, well, this has to go in my eventual to buy, get a bottle list because I don't have any room right now. But yeah. <laughs> eventually, you know, I want to get a bottle of tobacco really bad. Like, okay, so have you had any problems with the USPS with that little whole late delivery thing? You know, it's funny because I just moved to the U.S. Um, last week. I was mm-hmm. originally located in Scotland uh, just like, two weeks ago. And before that, I was in the Netherlands. So I've just been dealing with DPD and like Hermes and a few, um, you know, European and, and British delivery systems. So I haven't had any experience with USPS yet, but I just ordered a few discovery sets that I'm super excited to try. Uh, one of them being um, OK Fine Fragrances, I think from your recommendation, actually. Yes. And um, so I'll get to see if they get delivered on time. Well, fingers crossed. I'd ordered a bunch of stuff in July and then... 
just this week, I wound up, I felt so bad for the mailman. They all came in either yesterday oh. or Monday. And we get this oh, knock shit. on the door, and I, like I can't even see his face because there's so many packages piled up. I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yep, yep. But I finally got a bottle of uh, Iron Duke by uh, nice Beaufort London. Is it Beaufort mm-hmm, or Beaufort? Mm-hmm. I say Beaufort. Beaufort. Okay, because like I've heard yeah. YouTubers say it two different ways, and like I don't want to be that Same. Ramus that doesn't get it right. <laughs> I, yeah, I've seen Beaufort, but like for me, I'm like Bo because you know, like Bo. Beaufort, mm-hmm. but then I could be wrong. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, like I, I'd ordered that and it finally, finally came in. Okay. And I turned around to Jeremiah. I'm like, here, let me, let me spray it on you. And then you know how it is that when you first get a bottle, you have to spray it a few times and you accidentally may overspray. Yes. Just trying to get Absolutely. a full spray. Out. Yeah. He wound up getting maybe a little bit extra. <laughs> the entire apartment smelled like Iron Duke. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. That's typical about, like, Beaufort. Beast mode fragrance. <laughs> yeah. It's typical Beaufort London uh fragrances. Mm-hmm. Once you spray that, it's it just yeah, fills a room really quickly. It's very potent stuff. <laughs> yeah, but they're one of the off the beaten path ones, I think. Just because like their fragrances aren't something like Maya Enjai, I could wear her every day in the appropriate season. Mm-hmm. I don't think Beaufort London is something you would wear as a daily beater? No, I agree with you. Definitely not. Um, I, I think that's what they, I mean, they're not trying to be mm-hmm. a fragrance that's worn every day. Like Beaufort to me is a house that they make their fragrances to kind of evoke or to tell a story. Um, and I think they do a really good job with that. Mm-hmm a really good job and I think that's why I, I appreciate them for I haven't tried Iron Duke I've only tried the uh, one from the Come Hell or High Water collection oh yeah um, which I have a video on uh, and I think honestly that's I think it's a masterpiece because the story behind each fragrance like when you smell the fragrance it just takes you to that exact setting mm-hmm. and I think they did a fantastic job on it to me Beaufort London really is like wearable art yeah, it's absolutely. Like factory art. Yep, I agree with you 100%. Have you tried any from the Come Hell or High Water collection? I have tried, hold on, I have like a 30-page note, 30-page uh, document full of notes of everything I've oh, been wow. trying. Because, <laughs> you know, you got to do something during lockdown. Um, oh, my God, yes. So, Break and Ruin, I absolutely loved. Okay, that's from the, the I think the same collection as Iron Duke. I Let's believe. See. I haven't tried that one yet, though. Um, the fragrances in the Come Hell or High Water collection are um, uh, Cour de Noir, uh, Tonnerre. Um, that one I've Viet tried. Army. Tonnerre? Yes. How did you feel um, about that one? Do I you like remember? it on the tester strip, but when I put it on my skin, it just did not mesh well. Yeah. Okay. I also, to me, I thought Tenere was the more challenging one out of the whole collection. Mm-hmm. Um, a good friend of mine said it smelled like smoked turkey. <laughs> 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 and I, mean... I didn't get that. I didn't get that until he said it. And I was like, okay, now I can't unsmell it. That's all I smell now. <laughs> I didn't because... get smoked turkey. I got a lot of smoke and salt. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, that's it's what it's meant to to be like. Um, 
but yeah, ever since he said smoked turkey, I just couldn't get it out of my head. Uh, but my favorite one um, mm. is Cord de Noir. That one, I think it's it's an, a beautiful, sexy, like smoky, leathery fragrance. I think that one's just fantastic. I don't have a full bottle of it because I still have those travel sizes. Right. And like you, I'm trying to control uh, the amounts that I buy because I went during this whole lockdown. I think we all kind of went crazy with yeah. purchases and you know up until the point that I'm on a first name basis with my DPD driver you know <laughs> mm. um but yeah so I what I'm trying to do is get through my travel uh my travel sprays before I get one but Cord Noir is definitely going to be um a full bottle that I get in the future hopefully I got a sample of that um because the place I ordered it from Indigo sent me like three samples along with you know, the whole bottle. And I have a sample of it. I just haven't gotten to it yet. I okay. have like 50 samples I still have to get through. Girl, me too. I and have. Like, it's my ridiculous. Nose is going to be dead. <laughs> it's just going to be dead. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I don't even know don't like how COVID. to. I'm going to be a Nosmic from all the stuff I have. <laughs> exactly. It's it's so much. Every purchase you make, you get, you know, tons of free samples. Mm-hmm. And you have, of course, your collection that you want to wear. And then you have these samples that just keep piling up. I know. That right? you like... want to try, but it's like, well, I want to try this too. So, like, every day I, I go through, a like, a battle with myself trying to decide, what am I going to wear today? <laughs> do I try one of the new things or do I try, you know, exactly. I obviously bought a full bottle of this because I want to wear it. But then you're like, mm-hmm. I have an entire giant sack full of samples. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> I know, first world problems, huh? I know. It's like, what do I decide to wear? And sometimes I'll go up until lunchtime and I still don't have a fragrance on because I could not decide on like, I'll what to choose. I'll stand in front of my little bookcase thing where I keep all of my fragrances and I'll just stand and stare until I finally am <laughs> like, you're being ridiculous. Just grab a freaking bottle and go. Oh, gosh. Yeah, same. Same, same. But then there's some where it's like you bought it, but you got such a good deal on it that you know you're never going to get that good of a deal again. And you're like, I don't want to spray it. Right, right. Just in case you run out. Or maybe if it's like one of your favorite ones and you've been wearing it, you know, quite often. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you realize like, oh, shit, like the levels drop and you can see it dropping. And then yeah. at that moment, I'm like, I can't use this anymore. I have to save this. But then... I have to think, I have to tell myself, okay, Amina, does this make sense? Because there's no way, especially with all the fragrances that I have, I can get through a full bottle of anything in the next five years. Mm-hmm. If I'm being perfectly frank, like there's no way. So I always have to tell myself, like, if you like it, just just wear it. Just wear the damn thing. I mean, or you could do what I did. Like, so Tara, she she's another uh, fragrance YouTuber. Oh, I love Tara. She's she's my favorite. I love her. And um, I she also offers decants from her own collection. So I got like yeah. a little three milliliter of, from her of Changing Constants from Penhaligans. Mm-hmm. And I still hate her for sending it to me because <laughs> I loved it so much. I went out and bought a bottle, and then I'm like, Oh, oh no. my god, this is like my new thing. And then I got a second bottle. <laughs> So oh I'm, no! Because it's been Halligans. I'm like, I never know because they sometimes they just randomly stop carrying stuff. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, Ugh. so I got, I have I two know. bottles of Changing Constance, and I say it's all Terrace. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> two bottles. That's that's commitment right there. But I'm well. I 
I also go through quite a bit of a day. Like I wake up, I spray something on. I spray something on again after I shower, then, you know, after I work out and then right before I go to bed. So it's not like I'm not plowing through what I have. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good then. So, okay. So I see you're a Penhaligans fan. If you had to pick three, because I love Penhaligans as well, but tell me if you had to pick three Penhaligans fragrances or fragrances to use like forever, uh, which would those be? Like only three? Just three Penhaligans. Your top three Penhaligans fragrances. Oh, man. That's hard. I know. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard well, for me. Well, two even. of them are in my top two of all time. Like, I wore okay. them and I sprayed them on and I said, I want to be embalmed in this before you lower me into the ground. <laughs> one of them is Changing Constance. The other one is Lord George. Okay. Okay. And I... Th- I haven't tried Lord George yet. I think I would have to go with Terrible Teddy for number three. Just okay. edging out over Much Ado About the Duke. Because I love leather and I love Ambroxan. Oh. I love Ambroxan. I love it more than I like Ambergris. Nice. That's and interesting. Okay. a really bright Ambroxan note in there with the leather and like the kind of incense with Terrible Teddy that I just absolutely adore. Yeah. Okay. See, Terrible Teddy's on my list of uh must try like i need to try that one mm-hmm. because i'm also a huge fan of uh leather notes but uh, i still haven't gotten to try i haven't tried what was the second one you tried uh, that you mentioned uh the Not tragedy much of lord about the george Duke. yeah i haven't tried that one either um but those are all part of the portraits collection mm-hmm. i know i love yeah. the portrait the only two i don't really care for for the portraits collections are um the blazing mr sam and roaring mm-hmm. radcliffe okay okay and just, I, see. I have a hard time with actual ambergris on my skin. A lot of the time it kind of turns. Okay. So it's like, for me, like, you know, people have death notes. Yeah. So for me, it's like, I have to be careful with vanilla and I have to be careful with ambergris. Oh, not vanilla. I love vanilla. I would I go li- crazy. I really <laughs> like vanilla, but there's a lot of vanilla fragrances where I'm just like, damn it. This, this oh. turns on me and it's just nauseating. Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. Well, I guess you can find some that work well. Like, I, I was really excited to try Arquiste's Architects Club, and I finally got a decant of it in from Scentbird, and then I just sprayed it, and, like, five minutes later, I was like, oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Well, at least you got a... At least you didn't get, like, a full bottle of it before. Yeah, like, I am not a really big fan of blind buying. Okay, I was going to ask that next. Yeah, Okay. No, like if I have a full bottle, it's because I've sampled it and I've gone through the sample and I've gone through a decant mm-hmm. type of situation or like with changing constants. I just know, like, you know, when you find a signature scent. Yes. Yeah. Like you just know. So like if I have a full bottle of something in my collection, it's because I know I love it. Not I went out on a limb and blind bought it and now I'm stuck with it. until I Stuck with it. it yeah. Okay, I see. Uh, for me, um, I think I went through about, not I think, I know, I went through about of blind buying at one point at the start of lockdown. And mm-hmm. then, I mean, I didn't have any major fails, but then I decided, okay, I'm picking these blind buy options based on notes that I like. And I remember I was having a conversation with someone about this, but um, you can't really call it a fragrance journey if you're buying fragrances that all smell the same. Mm-hmm. You know, so then I started, you know, cutting back and buying samples and getting discovery sets. Uh, that way I kind of open up my um, 
it's my my palate, I guess, and to try other things rather than the same, you know, coffee, vanilla, leather, you know, kind mm. of venture out. I, I hated green notes or green fragrances before. Like I couldn't stand them. Um, but now I've tried a few, uh, you know, through discovery sets and all of that, that I really, really do enjoy. And I just realized that I was just trying the wrong ones. <laughs> right. Um, but I wouldn't have figured that out unless I had ventured into more discovery sets and samples. Well, for me, like one of my favorite houses is uh, Stefan Humbert Lucas, 777. Mm-hmm. And it used to be like, I, like I said, I had issues with vanilla. And then I started trying like Mantus and Wish Upon a Star. And I, I have like four fragrances from that house now that I'm just like, some houses just know how to blend it. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, and once like, you find that, then... I mean, I'm like you. I went through this kick, I think, this year of just, like, I have to find the ultimate boozy fragrance because I love boozy notes. Mm-hmm. Like, Same. I love boozy notes. Like, I've got Lubin. I've got Creation E. Um, I just... Iron Duke has a really good boozy note in it, too. And I was just like, you know what? I got to branch out. And I've never... There's two types of notes I don't care for. I hate green apple, and that's never going to change. Okay. I just don't like it. But for a long time, I was just like, mm, I really don't care for animalics. They're just no. not my thing. Okay. So I was like, this year I'm going to challenge myself and get some notes with, you know, cruelty-free, synthetic, animalics. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, you know, find something I like. So then I finally wound up going to, like, Parfum Prasanna. Yes. And I tried uh, Manda Mandarava, I believe. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Okay. Does that sound about right? Mandarava? Uh, It sounds like something he would have. Let's see. Prasanna. Uh, I don't have any experience with that particular one. Yes. Mandarava, unless I'm butchering the pronunciation. So, like, there's a lot of animalics in there, but there's also Mm -hmm. a lot of aldehydic florals in there, and that's another one I'm not a big fan of. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to go for it. And then I put it on and I typed out to Sahara and I'm just like, I smell like an auntie. No way. (laughs) (laughs) So what about it uh, gave you that vibe? This is like a bit like, you know how Chanel number five is like a big bold scent for a very mature woman who owns herself. Mm -hmm. It gives me big Chanel number five kind of like energy. Okay. Of like, this is the auntie that steps into masjid and you know she's there because you can smell her the moment she steps into the room and you know yeah. like she owns that room. It's that auntie. Okay. That's the auntie you're going to smell like. Yeah, we all have that auntie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I see. I see. Okay, I'm looking up the notes here and I'm seeing, yeah, aldehydes and it has obviously animal notes to it. What's this? Um, I'm also not a huge fan of aldehydes. You mentioned Chanel number no. 5. I tried, um, I went to the store a while ago and I tried Chanel number no. five for the first time and I had a very bad reaction to it. Like I almost gagged. It was, I, I just could not, I don't know how you feel about Chanel number no. five, but whew, I just couldn't, I hated it. I have to be careful. Like I'll, I got into a lot of the unisex and more masculine fragrances because I do have scent trigger migraines. So there's a lot of, like, more feminine fragrances that have those really sharp florals. Mm -hmm. 
that for whatever reason, like, it's a one-way ticket to migraine town for me. So I'm like, I couldn't really wear a lot of it. And it's one of the reasons... Um, we have another guest host coming up, Kia, that I'm really excited for her to come in because she is like all about like the Moogler. <clears throat> yes, yes. I can't wear it. I can't oh, wear I love any Kia. Of it. I'm so happy you're gonna have her on. As yeah, well. so she's, she's gonna be coming really on great. too because I'm like Kia. I can't, I don't I can't talk about any of this. I need somebody to help me, and I yeah. don't like Moogler. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Moogler. I mean, I've never tried any of their uh, their more masculine offerings. Every but, single Moogler I have ever tried, whether it's been, like, masculine or feminine, smells like Comet Cleaner to me. Oh, okay. That's interesting. <laughs> that That's not fun. I don't want to smell like Comet Cleaner. I do I have a couple of Moogler fragrances that I really do enjoy. One mm. of them being the Angel Essence Absolute. Um, someone told me that it was going to be discontinued, and I was like, well, let me just... I just get one. It wasn't that expensive. It was on like a discounters um, out in the UK. So I picked one up and I actually really do enjoy it. Um, but it's unfortunate that, you know, you feel that way about Mugler. But Kia, Kia will set you right. She'll, she'll, she'll talk a lot about it. I'm like, if somebody is going to find me a Mugler fragrance I like, it's going to be her. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> um, but I know we were talking about uh, Prisana Perfumes. Uh, by um, Prin Lumros, yeah? Mm-hmm. I believe that's right. Have you tried any of his fragrances from Strangers or from uh, Prin? Because he has, uh, I think, three different lines. I've tried Lumberjack from Strangers. Okay. How do you feel about that one? I actually quite like that. I sent it to another one of our editors for him to try because he, mm-hmm. like, that is his aesthetic. So I send that over to Dan, and I'm just waiting for him to eventually get around to trying it. Because, like, okay. Lumberjack is just, like, you know, he's got the big beard and everything, and, like, that is just <laughs> his aesthetic, whether he wants to admit it or not. So I'm like, Dan, yeah. you're really going to like this. And I loved, it's, like, actual Lumberjack, because, like, you can kind of smell maybe a little bit of motor oil in there. There's wood. There's, like, it smells like somebody who's been and worked in the woods. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, I feel like um, Print does, especially with his strange, his strangers line, is one of those, as you say, like wearable uh, pieces of art. Mm-hmm. Um, I love strangers. I have a few fragrances that I'm just in love with, and I can go on and on about it. But just like um, Beaufort London, he has some that kind of lean extremely smoky that a lot of people don't like but i don't get Mm. it i I think it's great i love my like smoky um leathery fragrances and you kind of broke my heart earlier when you said you didn't really like animalics i love love i mean some of them can be a bit much um but for the most part i would say animalics are kind of high on my um like on my favorite list for sure I mean, this is why we have people on here, because obviously I am not the sole arbiter of taste. Right. Help people if I was. Um, but everybody has different things they like. Like I said, I can't stand green apple. Like that right. Is, I have a fragrance, I think, that has it in there in spite of it that I liked it. But mm-hmm. it's just not something I like. I don't. It, it's just not for me. And But, you know, I also I know not everybody likes really boozy fragrances. Exactly. Right. And I know not everybody likes some Broxons, so. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have a good question for you. Being that you do like boozy fragrances and you are mm-hmm. Muslim, 
do you ever um, get looks like from your family members when you're wearing like a, you know, something that smells obviously like rum or whiskey? Well, I'm a revert, so I'm the only Muslim in my family. Okay. Yes. You did say that. Um, and they really like, like my parents are teetotalers. My okay. brother's a teetotaler. <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't know what it smelled like if it hit him in the face with a two by four. Got they it. Don't drink. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I just grew up in a dry household. I had like a five year period where I was like, oh, I'll drink a glass of wine a day for stress. What's the worst thing that could wind up happening from that? And then I was like, oh, I like alcohol too much. So I just need to cut that out and then I reverted so I'm like okay now I have like two reasons why I should never drink again um but I love the boozy smell it's just okay something about it I it's not like a triggering thing like I know some recovering alcoholics like you just cannot smell it and um I don't really have a problem with it I just genuinely like how it smells Right. Okay. Okay. Because like, you know, like I said, I come from a Muslim family as well. Mm-hmm. And I've been away from home for about four years. Um, and I just moved back because I was living overseas. Uh, so when I was moving back, I was thinking, what would my mom think if I, you know, sprayed one of my really like heavy bourbon um, or just any boozy fragrance that she's probably going to look at me with a side eye, like, what have you been doing? <laughs> you know? I but, think um, if you get a really well-blended one, though, you don't yeah. smell like you just walked out of a bar. Right, right, right. Like, but I think I, would... I might try it just to see what she says. Just overspray one of my boozy fragrances <laughs> and just sit there and see what she says. <laughs> like, what's your favorite boozy fragrance then? Oh, okay. So, Cour de Noir is one of them by mm-hmm. um, Beaufort. I think it has a whiskey note in there. Um there's another one. Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't know if you've tried Maya Enjai's Vanille. It's her I vanilla fragrance. I've got a, a Traveler one coming in of that that I'm still waiting. Okay. So that one has a bit of booziness in it as well that I really do like. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. I can't think of any more on, off the top of my head. But let's see. If I find another one. Oh, um, Lancome's. But that one's not really like super duper boozy, but um, this is a designer one. Lancome's Trezor Nuit or Nuit Trezor, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a flanker called Alafoli, which kind of has this bourbon vanilla y type. Um, and I do love it. I think that's my favorite, one of my favorite designer fragrances um, of all time. But if I can think of any more, I will. I can't think of any off the top of my head. But. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what she says when I overspray one of them. That'll be interesting. Actually, I take that back. There is one perfume that it does smell exactly like the alcohol. Um, Art de Parfum Gin and Tonic. It smells okay. exactly like a gin and tonic, and I can't wear that one because that one is a little too close for me. Too much? Okay. Got but it. it smells exactly like a very dry gin and tonic. Mm, I see. But I kind of get gin and tonic vibes. a boozy note? I would say yes. I mean, or normally is that it'll more be like, like aromatic note. because it's juniper. Uh, I guess that's up for interpretation, <laughs> right? You know, however you. F- I mean, I would I would categorize it as boozy because it's gin. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think that's just up in the air for how you want to interpret that. Um, but yeah, what are you besides changing constants? What are your favorite boozy notes? I think. 
um, is Terrible Teddy a bougie one, or that's a leathery one? That's leathery. Um, I don't really think Changing Constance is boozy. It's more like there's okay. salted caramel. Oh, okay. Then um, I must be confusing it with another one. Lord George. That's got the brandy note. Okay. Yeah, I can think that's it. But that's, that's really just like a very classy AFTM, you know, okay. fougere, which is like a hint of a brand. It's like super, super classy. Okay. Um, but it's mainly a fougere, and then there's just a hint of brandy at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Now, I okay. love uh, Roja Parfum Creation E slash Enigma. I love that one. I haven't tried that one. I have not I tried that one yet. Oh, that'd be awesome. I actually just got, I'm like the you know, sample I told fairy. you, <laughs> I know, but it's nice because, you know, you just get to share the things you love, especially with folks who have that same appreciation. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I, I think what am I going to do? In, I've in got it. like a hundred samples. It's not like I'm going to go through all of them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I just remembered one boozy fragrance that I really liked, which surprised me because it has a heavy iris notes and I hate mm-hmm powdery scents but it's by um uh sven pritzkeletz i can never say his last name correctly sp parfums um it's called uh delirious iris i believe is the name and is that right i hope i'm saying it right delirious iris and it's um of course an iris scent Mm -hmm. uh but there's this really beautiful whiskey note that i really really do like um yeah, I think that would be one of my favorite ones. And I remember it took me by surprise, obviously, because of that iris note. And I hate iris. I really do hate powdery notes. But I felt like the way he blended it here was just immaculate. I only try to sound. I think I have two samples um, that I'm working through at the moment. But it's really, really nice. Huh. Really good. I have not heard of that one. I'll have to look into it. Yeah, he's a, a German perfumer, uh, independent uh, his okay. perfumes can be quite pricey, in my opinion. But and some of them for me are like hate, like hard passes. Some of them I hate mm-hmm. um, because he does tend to do a lot, a lot of powdery scents, and you know I'm not a huge fan. Uh, but there's some, oh my god, that are like he has this one called Dark Rose, and a lot of people don't like it, and I don't get it. I don't get it. And you know, I'm thinking you may appreciate it because. It's a rose scent, but it's not your typical, like, sweet, jammy rose. It's more of, like, a dry rose with leather nose. And to me, I get a lot of animalic vibes to it. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it's one of the most beautiful. And I mean, I love Portrait of a Lady. Um, but That's one of John's favorites. Honestly, like, John got himself oh. a sample of Portrait of a Lady. And I think that, I think that poor boy is going to have to get himself a bottle. Like, he's been raving about it. Yeah, it's amazing. I love it. But maybe maybe you can try this um, Dark Rose. I think it's stunning. It, it's definitely different, and it's not an easy-to-like or easy-to-wear fragrance. But when I wear it, I just feel so confident and just so strong. It's one of those kind of fragrances. Um, but it's right. like, yeah, a dry, leathery rose with animalic, vibe, animalic notes to it. It's, it's, it's great. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's part of, you know, what we talked about, John and I, what sartorial meant to us was like, it's that, it's those intangibles that kind of you layer on to form that armor for yourself that you're presenting. Right. 
And I think fragrance especially, like, there are some I know that are not, anybody would not say they're feminine. But I love wearing them because you feel powerful when you walk out the door. Exactly. And I think part of it is because they are, you know, they are notice me fragrances. And I think especially as a woman, you're kind of in the society we live in on multiple different levels. It's stay in your own little space or take up even less space than you have and Mm -hmm. don't do something to be noticed. So when, you know, especially as a woman, if you're wearing those kind of fragrances walking out the door, you're just really asserting like, this is my space. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's how I want to feel like every now Mm -hmm. and then, you know, I would spray on a, you know, a super feminine flowery scent, but to, you know, I like florals, but not, not too much. Um, and I think that's kind of how my taste has changed because I think when I was younger, you know, you're kind of taught to, um, to, I guess, to believe that women should smell feminine. Women should mm-hmm. smell like flowers and, and like powder and all this stuff. And I mean, to at, to an extent, that's what I smelled like when I was a young, t- you know, teenager, early 20s, until mm-hmm. I found this whole another world of fragrance and realized like, okay, just because this says pour femme or just because this says pour homme or for men, that doesn't mean that I can't wear it. I can wear it if I like what it smells like and if I like how it makes me feel. Exactly. And I would say the majority of my fragrance collection now is probably well more more of it's unisex but a lot of them are leaning feminine and um another fragrance i just got in the duty free was uh dior's anteus per ohm which is i think it was like dior's first male offering fragrance i think um and it's this leathery aromatic uh fragrance and I sprayed it on my my skin and I fell in love with it right away, not really knowing the background of the fragrance. So after I bought it, then I started looking up some details to see, you know, like what are the reviews? When was it made? Who was the nose behind it? And all of that. Then I realized that people are saying this is an ultra masculine scent. And, you know, I don't see how a woman can wear this or a woman can pull this off. And I was thinking, well, I just did. I just did (laughs) throughout my whole nine hour flight. You know, I was smelling like this and I loved it mm-hmm. you know I thought it smelled amazing on me um so I think that you know this whole gender I don't even know if that's a real word but putting gender to fragrances to me it's kind of bullshit I hate to to curse but it is um sometimes you know I understand because even sometimes I ask like does this fragrance lean more masculine does it lean more feminine just so I have an idea of mm-hmm. what I'm expecting but as far as saying like, oh, this is masculine, so only a man can wear, or this is feminine, and only a woman can wear, I think it's it's crap. Yeah, like I got really lucky, and like my dad is the other fragrance hound in my family. Nice. Um, okay. So that became something that he and I were able to bond over, and he, you know, he knew kind of early on is like there were a lot of the more feminine fragrances I just couldn't wear. So he was the one introducing me to the more masculine unisex stuff. Um, like just last year when I was back in Oklahoma visiting them, it was when a uh, Mont Blanc Explorer came out mm-hmm. and we were like in a Dillard's in the mall and the sales lady comes up like, Oh, this one is new. And she didn't matter that I was in the men's section. She just went up to my dad and I and gave both of us a card and you know, we loved it and we both got a bottle. Yeah. But, you know, I got lucky and, like, it was something I could bond over with my dad. My dad was like, hey, just because it says it's this doesn't mean you can't wear it. Nice. Nice. 
Oh, that's really cool. I like that. And now I don't have to hear about that one house that shall not be named. <clears throat> oh, am I missing something? <laughs> I feel like I'm missing something here. Okay, so I'm going to ask you, because I talked about this uh, with John. Like, What is your stance on Creed Aventus? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I think I've tried a sample of it. Um, and I think it's okay. I've also tried a lot of, you know, quote unquote dupes of that, of Creed Aventus. Mm-hmm. And to me, it just smells very generic, like, like a, like a clean guy, but it's not, I, I just don't get the hype. And it's really annoying how that's all everyone talks about. Aventus is king, Aventus this, Aventus that. And it's like, dude, there's it's so the- many other fragrances out there. Yeah, um, and then they go on about like it's the ultimate compliment getter. It's oh, a panty dropper. It's oh, I hate and I'm that. just like, okay, so it's the new axe. Like essentially, <laughs> like it's the new axe spray. Men right, like Aventus right. more than women do. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You won't hear a woman like, oh my god, I love a man to smell like Aventus. No, no one says that. I mean. I don't know. To me, I just get sick, you know, with all these Facebook groups that I'm in and also on uh-huh. Instagram and YouTube, you know, that's the main topic of discussion is creative Aventus. And then you have a lot of guys saying like, oh, I know it's overhyped, but I do love it and blah, blah, blah. And that's fair and all, but I just feel like it really isn't that special. And there's so much more around there at such a better price point that's yeah. more interesting. Um, totally. You know. Agree. Yeah, just it, well, it's, especially it's the annoying. prices they charge for Aventus. Like, go it's get ridiculous. yourself like Orion by Terenzi, or go get yourself some Mont Blanc Explorer. They're yeah. in the same wheelhouse, similar DNA. There are some differences, but like fifty to one hundred dollars, you have essentially the same functional fragrance. Exactly, just like a regular, basic, uh, super like fresh masculine scent, and that's mm-hmm. it. You don't need to spend. You know, I don't know how much it goes for $250, dollars yeah, for it. it. It's ridiculous. Too, it is way too damn much. I'm sorry. And then for and then you that... see these guys who have like these flacons, like these massive like 500 mils or I don't know what the size is, but these massive things of Aventus. And I'm like, really? I don't. I just don't understand. Of, like completely different scents batches. You've gotten you know, gotten. Well, and then there's the batch wars. Yeah. Oh gosh. And I'm like, I don't know how Aventus could have such, or Creed could have such poor quality control and turn it into such a good thing for them by introducing Batch Wars. Like, I don't know how that happened. I don't know how that happened. I don't understand. Oh, we might get a lot of hate for this, but. (laughs) You know what? I'm tired of it. I've gotten more hate, like, for me as a lady. Like, I've seen guys before, like, well, how many compliments would you give me? And I'm just like, stop focusing on the damn compliments and wear it because you like it. And then they're like, exactly. I didn't ask you, you dumb beep. Oh, wow. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm like, you All really right. think this is going to have a good like association for me with Aventus now? Exactly. All I do is I see Aventus or I smell something that's like specifically Aventus. I'm like, oh, jerks. You're a jackass. Right. Exactly. Like, part of my language. Yeah. Like, that's what I think. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I totally get it. And uh, another thing about this whole, like, compliment getter, like, oh, this is the ultimate compliment getter. And some people, I know some people who said they wear certain fragrances 
um, because of compliments, not because they like it. They think it's mm-hmm. okay, but because they get so many compliments, they buy it and they wear it. And I'm thinking, that's no reason why you should, you know, invest in a bottle of anything. No. Do you like it? How do you feel when you wear it? Do you feel good? Okay, then it doesn't matter I'm what other people think. I'm not dropping my money on a bottle of smelly water unless I freaking love how it smells on me. Exactly. I'm not buying exactly. it for anybody else. Do I like being that friend that's like, oh, Corey always smells good. It's like, yeah, that's, that's nice to hear, but I'm not wearing it for you. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think every fragrance person during COVID, you, you kind of had that reckoning of like, oh, I really just kind of wear this because I like hearing compliments or, oh, I wear this for me. I can join the 20 spray club at home. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. But that is, I mean, like, compliment chasing, I mean... It's not, it shouldn't be about that. It shouldn't be about that. And I think that's another reason why I really, you know, kind of go for these more artistic fragrances Mm -hmm. is that they're not made for compliments. You know, that's not what they're made for. They're made for just the enjoyment and for the storytelling and for the emotion behind it. And, you know, that I appreciate so much more than getting, you know, five compliments a day wearing, you know, Creed Aventus or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because if you're not happy wearing it, then what's the point? Exactly. You know, like, yeah, I have, cool. like, four different surge-offs that are just radically, like, one is from the Kimmy line, one's from Join the Club, one's from Renaissance, and one was from that old Suspirio. And I'm like, I wear them because I like them. Right. Like the, I think the most in vogue one, because Surge Off is fairly popular as a niche brand. I think mm-hmm. you could you could say. So I oh, have yeah. Naxos, but like I love cinnamon honey combo. Ooh. It smells that sounds really delicious. Good. Sounds delicious. Like it smells good. I know like it got really hyped up. But I'm like, I don't care that it's hyped up, like, as a compliment getter. I care that I love how it smells. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, it's like, I don't think we're saying that you can't wear something that is considered a compliment getter so much as, like, why are you wearing it? Exactly. Exactly. That's the whole point. Because uh, if you wear something you love and you happen to get a compliment, then, okay, cool. Great. But mm-hmm. that shouldn't be the sole reason of why you wear a specific fragrance. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it should be personal, you know, what that is for you. I yeah. mean, it is nice being like, yeah, you're that old, you're the friend that always smells good. I'm like, that's nice. You appreciate what I wear. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you think about the specifics of what I wear, but it's nice that you think I always smell nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'm on the same page with that for sure. I mean, I'm not going to wear like a big... Uh, dirty oud fragrance out with a bunch of friends that are not used to that smell. I do think there are just for consideration. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like be considerate. I I wouldn't go on a plane wearing, um, what's a particularly oudy scent? Um, well, the first thing I can think of is oud palau because that's, that's one that's been in my heart lately. Um, yeah, but one that, like, you would be that jerk if you wore it next to somebody on a plane. <laughs> yeah, I would say Oud Palau okay. for me. Diptyque's Oud Palau. That stuff is, uh, is pretty potent, and it's not a clean Oud. 
See, um, I thought I always thought oud palau was like beginner's oud. I wouldn't say, to be honest. <laughs> I I was honestly shocked at how I don't want to say skanky, but it is a little bit skanky. I've smelled skankier ouds, mm-hmm. but for it to be diptyque, and you know, I, from the samples that I've tried, from because this, this is my first full bottle of Diptyque Palau, because I've tried samples and they're really nice, and there's a few that I would like to add to my collection eventually, but for Oud Palau, I was just. Have you tried MFK's um, Oud Satin Mood or Oud whatever Silk Mood? I am almost like completely turned off of that entire house. I am not okay. kidding when I that <laughs> BR five forty experience was yeah dang bad. Okay, well for their Oud line, I feel like that's super commercial, and there's it's really clean, it's very smooth, and there's nothing challenging about it. But for me, Diptyque's Oud Palau, I don't think just anyone can pick it up and go. At least not not in my opinion. Um, another challenging Oud that I can think of at the moment is uh, Fidelis by Histoires de Parfums. Mm-hmm. But that one is a combination of like coffee might get a little bit of chocolatey in it as well. But it has this really strong medicinal sharp Oud in the opening that I feel like will turn a lot of people off. I know someone, like one of my friends. I have, well, my friend back in the UK, everything I would buy or try, he's like my test. I'm like, how do you feel about this? How does this make you feel? Are you smelling anything specific, you know? And he hated Fidelis. He was wow. like, this smells like butthole. I was <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> I love this though. <laughs> I think for me, like I got to try Serjoff's, um, was it? Campuchea Noir, the attar mm-hmm. oil. Okay. And by the way, that price is haram. It is straight up haram. Yeah. Okay. Like, I am mm-hmm. not paying over $1,000 for anything. Oh, no. No, no, no. Um, no way. But that was stanky. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of another. Have you tried uh, L'Artisan Parfumier's Al Oud? I have not. Okay, that one's one that you need to try. Um, I don't think, I mean, it's kind of challenging, but I don't think it's challenging because of the oud by itself. Mm-hmm. It has like notes of cumin as well, that kind of, you know, the BO reference and all of that. Right. Um, but then it has some like dried fruits that give it a bit of uh, sweetness. I think it's a, ma- I think it's a masterpiece. It's by one of my favorite perfumers, who is uh, Bertrand Duchefour. Mm-hmm. And... That scent is one that I, out of con- out of consideration for the people, I will not wear. <laughs> <laughs> That's an at-home um, fragrance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wear it at home, and I feel so. I feel I feel really sexy when I wear it for some reason, um, because it's kind of animalic. And for me, animalic notes are sexy on my skin, at least to my nose. When I I, I don't know, it just feels really carnal and just I don't know. It just smells like sexy skin to me, at least on my skin. I don't know. Maybe I'm weird. (laughs) But um, I do get that with it. And I just Mm -hmm. know for sure there's no occasion where I could ever, ever wear it out in public. But I would gladly wear it in my home. That's fair. I mean, I have like a couple of those in my collection. Um, Iron Duke is probably one of them. I need to try Iron Duke. You're making me want to want to try it. I haven't tried that one. I need to see if I have a sample. Of, I might still have a sample of that that I can send you. 
Oh, that'd be great. That'd be fantastic. But um, another one is like uh, Kimmy blending magic Aram, and it's not because it's stinky, but it is very sweet. Okay. Like but it's a surge off, so you know when surge off something is very, it means it's like almost nuclear level. <laughs> <laughs> they take it there, huh? Yeah, so like there, it's a strawberry chocolate combo, and I don't even normally Ooh. like chocolate, no, but the way it is blended is amazing, but it is very strong. Okay, okay. I honestly, I don't have much experience with any Zerjov fragrances. The only one I've tried is Lyra, and it's one of those, like, as soon as I smelled it, I was like, I need this in my collection, like, now. Uh, see, I am, like, the only one I know out of all the ladies I've seen that did not care for Lyra. I know so. Do you know uh, Cherie from the Top Notes? Um, okay, so she doesn't like she, it either. Yeah, she doesn't like it either. She she okay. likes the smell of it, but she doesn't like it on her. She's like yeah. she doesn't want to smell like a cake, and I totally get that. But I want to smell edible. I always say that. So <laughs> I love Lyra. Yeah, it's just it was not for me. Like I got one. Like I have so many surge off sample sets, but I got one of them, and I was like, let's do like Wabar and like Wardasina and Lyra, and that that set of four just I struck out on all of them. <laughs> oh no! Uh, well, I'm curious to try other surge offs. Mm. Um, I know people rave about Naxos or Noxos. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Um, you mentioned Neo earlier. That's another one that I hear a lot about. Um, Neo, I just tried, and I really like it. Okay. So that might, I mean, it's one of the more expensive ones, so Ooh. I'm probably going to have to wait on that. <laughs> yeah. It's an investment. <laughs> yes. Sometimes I wonder, like, why do fragrances have to be so expensive? Like, for instance, Roja Dove's a good one. I recently Haram pricing. Home. Very haram. Uh, I have two Roja Doves now. I didn't pay full price for, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Again, just like the Baccarat Rouge 540, I won in a raffle. I was on a lucky streak. I don't know what was happening. But I ended up winning um, one, ro- well, two Rojas. One of them was a su- Sweetie Aoud. And uh-huh. the other one was the United Arab Emirates. Um, oh, how was that one? Fragrance. That one I actually wore to bed. I wore it for the first time on my skin yesterday, last night. And I was blown away because I think I had my mom try it because I received all of them before I actually physically got here. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I got here, I, all I was doing was smelling it from the atomizer. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is nice, but it smells kind of soapy. It smells kind of, eh, you know, kind of, kind of basic. And then last night when I sprayed it on my skin... You know that emoji with the the mind explosion? That that yeah. was me. I wow. was just shocked at how it developed and how it was so complex. And I heard that it was a an rose oud fragrance, but I didn't get any of that smelling it from the atomizer. But on my skin, oh my god, it's definitely a special occasion fragrance. It's one of those. Oh, I fell in love with it right away, and I regret not trying it earlier. Mm-hmm. And waiting just until last night to try it. But either way, I can't really wear it out in this heat. Uh, right. Probably choke myself out and others around me. I mean, but, I live in L.A. Oh, and we have gorgeous. one season. So I just got used to like, eh, whatever. I'm going to wear what I want. <laughs> <laughs> like it doesn't matter. If you choke, you choke. 
That's yeah, it. exactly. No, yeah. I got a decant of uh, Roja's new one, um, Burlington eighteen nineteen. How is that one? I love it oh. so much. I'm like, this might be one that I pay way too much for eventually. What, but what's the price on it? I think it's like three twenty, which it's oh. not terrible considering. But it's, it's still, still bad. Three, but yeah, it's, it's still three twenty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but in in comparison of like Roja Dove, who has like bottles going for what eighteen hundred dollars in some yeah. cases with like mm. gold flakes it's downright cheap that's, which is still yeah sad, but yeah it is but when you said 320 i was like oh that's it i know that's, that's <laughs> but really sad. that's too much <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh we've actually been going at this for an hour already oh my god okay that time really flew by i may beg you to come back on again because i feel like oh. we didn't get through even half of what we were going to talk about no not even we just i think we just rambled on forever but that's good that's you know that's part of like getting people introduced to new things learning about new things we talked about animalics which you know i'm still getting used to yeah yeah i mean it won't well if i come next time we can go deeper into animalics i can talk about some of mm-hmm. my favorite ones because like i said uh like leather animalics and what else i can't think of any but those are like two of my most favorite type of fragrances at the moment at least so we can well, talk about that next time i'll tell more. you to come armed with a list of animalic fragrances that we can run yeah. through <laughs> definitely yeah I'll, I'll do that we can do that next time so thank you amina for guesting on uh thank you all for coming back for our second episode um if you guys have any topics you would like for us to cover in future episodes, feel free to leave a comment for us. We will try to get to it. And don't forget, we have other podcasts on the Fundamentals Network. We have uh, the Fundamentalist, Unabashed Book Snobbery. I always forget these. I say I should write them down, but I never do. Uh, that's Haram, <laughs> Ladies First, Beneath the Screen of the Ultra Critics. And then we have a weekly D&D live play with Faith Forge Academy. And that is every Friday. And also, obviously, Sartorial Splendor. I really hope I got all of them. One of these days, I'll write it down. (laughs) It's a mouthful. But thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for being on. And guys, make sure you go and check out all of Amina's uh, platforms. She's on YouTube. She's on Instagram. I'm going to go ahead and link her in the article when you read this. So you can go right to her as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being on. Thank you so much. And thank you. Until next time. (laughs) Until next time. Be careful.